Wolverine. Wolverine. Hello and welcome to the Examination Podcast, the number one podcast for keeping up with all the goings on at Krakoa. This is episode two, season four, and we've got a great episode planned for you. We're going to bring that X Factor. Helping me bring that X Factor today, I've got Dane Rainier. We're number one? By by what metric are we measuring that? The German um, metric. Mutant pride. Alright, the then metric. yes, number one. And Kelsey Strutz is here. Oh. Hey, we've got a great show today. Super excited. We're going to talk about X Factor number four? Correct. Alright, I, I mean, check. technically... Um, <laughs> it's part part of the Ten of Swords storyline. That's what really got me. It's part two of Ten of Swords. So let's talk about that X Factor and how this change in the normal uh, cast makes things different. But first, let's hook up to Cerebro and check out what's new in the world of Marvel. Uh, first off, we got the news about She-Hulk. Orphan Black Star Tatiana Mislani. I might have butchered that last name, is the choice to play the title character in Marvel's She-Hulk series for Disney+. Plus. We talked about this in previous weeks. What do you guys think? Is this uh, inspired casting? Any of you guys seen Orphan Black? I have not seen Orphan Black, but I have seen her in the HBO show Perry Mason, um, where she plays kind of like a um, religious figure in that, and she's really good in it. So I... I think she can pull it off. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know enough about She-Hulk, really. I mean, I, is she jacked enough to be She-Hulk? I, are they playing it that way? The you see jack? I don't know. So I, I like the casting choice as an actress or actor. You, you think she can be a lawyer, Kelsey? Well, anyone can be a lawyer. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> All right, Dane. Let's talk to the real legal expert here, Jennifer Walters. Is this a good casting or not? Sure, I think so. Um, I love Tatiana Maslany. Um, I love Orphan Black. It's a fantastic show. And it, I mean, if you want to see somebody put on some acting chops, that's a great place to do it because... Plays like five characters. Yeah, the, the whole show is centered around her finding out that she's a clone. And so, like, the six most important characters in the show at any given time are all her. So... You know, she's playing a like a confused woman trying to figure out what's going on. She's playing a soccer mom. She's playing a like Ukrainian secluded religious fanatic all at the same time. Spoiler alert. Well, I you figure that out all pretty quick, but no, I think she's a fantastic actress. I the thing is is that it's hard to picture anybody actually playing She Hulk. You know what I mean? Because there's not a lot of like seven foot five you know, ripped women out there in Hollywood, I guess. But, like, you know, it's hard to picture anybody doing it. But, I mean, she clearly has the ability to to act, so I'm sure they can do the rest with, you know, the Hollywood tricks. So she's not the only actress to get cast for a Marvel Disney Plus show. Also, Ms. Marvel was cast. Canadian actress Amin Vellani, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, she was cast as Ms. Marvel. Um... What do you guys think of the decision to A, have a Miss Marvel show, and B, uh, this Canadian actress uh, being put in it? It looks like she's a newcomer. I'm assuming nobody has anything negative to say. There's very little on her. Um, She doesn't have a lot uh, as far as that you know her from. So 
I think that may help with Ms. Marvel herself being a relatively new character. Uh, I yeah. myself have not followed any of the Ms. Marvel stuff, so I am not equipped to even make a statement on whether that's a good pick. I mean, she is someone, I know she's uh, Muslim from New Jersey, so they probably picked someone who looked or is culturally closer to that, which is probably good for a casting sense. I know you're supposed to, you know, you say anyone can do, act, you know, act any part, but that does seem to be a central theme to that character. So just from face value, it, it seems like a good choice. Yeah. Well, we'll see how she does. Um, actors aren't the only element that matters, but Definitely a big one when you have these superheroes. Dan, you played the Marvel Avengers game. I, I was a pretty big fan of her character in that. Do, do you think this character has the potential to be pretty interesting? Or sure. Where do you fall? I, I think, especially as we're moving into kind of a new phase of Marvel with, you know, sort of the core Avengers moving out, it'll be nice to have some, uh, some you know, new blood. And certainly from a younger character perspective... I think it's a great time to to get that character in, um, just as a, another viewpoint. You know that now the Avengers are more established. I think her character makes sense. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm excited to see her. So we've got Ms. Marvel coming down the pipe. We got Shield coming down the pipe. Um, but Disney Plus shows. We've got WandaVision coming in 2020. Falcon and Winter Soldier, as well as Loki in 2021. So these shows are at least a few years off, it seems like. Um, ranking these, now that we have pretty good indicators that they're reality, uh, where do you guys put, what's the show you're most excited for? Moon Knight. <laughs> I, I believe that's been hinted at, but no casting news. Um, still, uh, still enough w for you. WandaVision is going to be... Is is one I'm probably most interested. In just the premise of high it. ceiling, right? Like it's like a it's got a high ceiling. Yeah, where it could be um, really cool. Winter Soldier, Falcon, Winter Soldier looks cool. That one seems like the most bankable to me. Like I, I feel like it's going to be hard to mess that one up with those. Yeah, yeah. High fl high floor. High floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, so take it to the bank. Falcon, Winter Soldier, Wandavision, huge ceiling. Uh, Dane, what were you going to say? Hawkeye. Un unquestionably for me it's Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Now, we, haven't heard, we haven't heard a lot of news on it recently so I, I guess forget. I, I heard there was like casting and then there wasn't mm -hmm. and then there is again it's definitely on like the there's been no cancel of, of Hawkeye I don't know if there's been an official announcement on casting but there was a pretty good I thought they said uh, uh, Kate Bishop was supposed to be um Oh, what's I think her name? Kate from Bishop Bumblebee. would 100% be in it. From, if, from Bumblebee. I don't like want to bet that Vegas girl. on a lot of things, but I would bet it all that they're going to adapt Matt Fraction's storyline in yeah. some way. But but I thought they said Kate Bishop was casted and it was... Um, Haley Steinfeld. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so she is listed on the Hawkeye IMDB as Kate Bishop. So I guess it is official. I just remember it being like really, really heavily... Um, rumored that that was it, but I guess maybe it is more official than I thought. That was one of those things where it was rumored, and then it turned out that like she like backed off and was like, "I don't know if it's true." And then I I guess it's since then yeah. confirmed. So. And and the thing about Fraction too is that I think obviously from the point of view of like it's a Kate 
centric story bringing her in and if you look at the the logo for the disney plus show it's very clearly the fraction hawkeye like the the h pointing up has the arrow on it it has the bullseye centered around the, the circle of the a yeah similar to the x-men the new x-men run where like the graphics and font type and everything really adds to the effect of everything yeah so you know what it is when you see it let's uh take the helm off and let's jump into x-factor number two before we get shocked with some otherworldly nonsense so uh dane what happened in x-factor number two so with X-Factor number two, we jump right back into Ten of Swords and that storyline, as the X-Men are extracting their wounded from Otherworld back to Krakoa. Lady Saturnine destroys the external gate and buries a prophecy within Polaris that the psychics on the island can't seem to extract. Apocalypse is still suffering from the poison blades of his children's betrayal. And meanwhile, the resurrection protocols go a little awry with Rock Slide as they resurrect something like rock slide but not their rock slide extreme measures are taken to ensure nothing's been contaminated the five approach the council to discuss what's happened when a mutant dies in otherworld their psychic backup used in the resurrection protocols is permanently destroyed along with its backups and is replaced by an omniverse omniversal version that is an amalgamation of multi-dimensional possibilities of that person in other world, in other words, death in other world is true death, and you are replaced with another version of yourself. After Magneto berates his daughter Polaris, something triggers inside of her as she releases the prophecy of the blade bearers and their individual swords. From the remains of Rockslide, she creates the Sanctus Sancrum, a summoning circle. When the ten chosen mutants stand on the circle with their chosen blades, they will be teleported to the tournament. Yeah, that that was something. A lot of X-Factor stuff in it. Really felt like X-Factor. <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, the art was like X-Factor. The oh, writing was like X-Factor. The story was nothing like it, though. I mean, they just completely... Basically, yeah. They could have just called it, you know, no, Ten of Swords piece. Part 2. Prestige. No. Prestige, yeah. Yeah. Prestige is in there. Yeah. Prestige I, Worldwide. No, this, it was not. It was okay, not so, X-Factor. Well, let's jump fine. into this. It does not X-Factor mean not good, Kelsey? Hmm. Good question. Um, 40 pages, so you yeah, got a little that's extra. that's nice. There was lots of stuff in it. Uh, it. It really should have been just a second part to creation. Also, the rock slide thing, they're trying to make it so they fear death again, like there's consequences, but basically they don't. I mean, they basically rebooted the system, even though Xavier had his weird conniption when they immediately freaked out and just started destroying all the eggs. <laughs> Dane, did you I mean, did you get the same vibes that we did where it felt like, oh, something exciting's happening? Never mind. Like, there was a lot of, like, Oh, this is... Never mind. No, I I don't... I think I'm totally different page than you guys. I enjoyed this because my biggest fear, especially with X-Factor, because it didn't seem like a book that was going to 
mesh into Ten of Swords all that well. I'm like, look, I love X Factor as a book, and I'm gonna be happy to pick it back up. But my biggest fear was that we were just gonna like halt Ten of Swords for a week, and that's the hundred percent opposite of what happened. That this was just Ten of Swords number two, and in, in a lot of ways. And I thought, I thought it was a great issue. I think there's some stuff that like wasn't my favorite that for forty pages could have been fleshed out a little better, like. Why I don't know was, why. why Xavier was psychically struck by this, and it affected. Well, no, we know why he was. It affects why. Because when somebody dies in Otherworld, it tampers with all of the the stored copies. We saw it in all of the different Cerebros. Yeah, so but why the blowback? Like I, I get. So it sends like, a psychic link to the so weird. Like, why wouldn't you just like have it? Like, don't they say in? house of x that there's like five backups why don't they just back up number four and be like sorry you lose a week well the backups no, no, that's all the got point affected. all the backups got affected but why that, we saw a we saw a page where yeah, exactly every... put it on a thumb drive like well, I... why my question is why are the backups affected by other because i thought the backups aren't constantly being done because it's a comic that's why <laughs> oh we get to use that one okay oh we're okay. going there huh what do you mean like my, that's, my biggest uh, it's a comic I think, I think my biggest complaint though is the the sudden destruction of the eggs the decision that they're like well i don't know what's happening destroy all those eggs now and then okay fine i'm willing to let that slide if several panels later they're not going oh it'll take us a couple days to to make all those again oh no I mean, it, it, it had it, those are pages that had no consequence. There was no consequence of it. Well, no, I think the con- no, no what? I think the consequences are that they're clearly behind. I mean, they've mentioned before how this isn't an instantaneous process; that no. things are taking time, and that they've completely halted the resurrection process because of this, because they have to reboot it basically with getting new eggs and i don't know a couple days it's not that wild to me to think that five teenagers panicked when xavier hits the ground and they're like we screwed up burn Uh, it down it could be bad i know but my issue isn't that on its own it's the fact that really quickly they're like yeah we can just fix this real easy no problem Uh, it just it just seems like a a waste of pages a hunt a hundred percent the problem is is that hope figures it out and we have no idea what just there's just a panel where she goes guys i think i know what happened yeah and it's like for for 40 pages we could have gotten a little more of an explanation hey didn't jamie die in otherworld and get resurrected why didn't that mess with krakoa's healing was jamie officially killed in otherworld yeah man I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at it. I don't remember it. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. Is this, I'm pretty sure he died in X-Force and then they resurrect him at the beginning of Excalibur. Why, why is, I got nothing. Comic book. I was comic book. I, I got the answer for you. I don't know. I just felt like it was like, not good. I'm going to put it that way. I just felt like this one was very like heavy handed exposition. We got to get to point B and like, come up with the narrative it's everything i have an issue with with x factor uh, oh, yeah, but with, but without nothing, the charm hold on this without had, the charm this had nothing to do with x factor you're somehow finding a way to blame it on x factor 
Uh, I also blamed on Excalibur. Uh, Listen, <laughs> hold on, hold on. That's fine. Anything. Magneto yelled the prophecy out of his daughter. Yes. Yes, he berated her until it came out. Yeah. I mean, overbearing father figure. Just yeah. I don't know if we should blame Hickman for like being like you have to tell this story in forty issues, but like when Hickman does a prophecy, it doesn't seem stupid to me, and when this. When other people do it in any book, I'm just like, this is so heavy-handed. And having the prophecy is fine. It's just, and and they they figure it out really quick. They're just like, oh yeah, duh, here it is. I feel like all the heavy-handed like issues that you have with this. Once Hickman's name is on the book, you're willing to be like, no, no, it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like that this one doesn't have it, and it's like because I think this has a lot of the same pieces as the book we just read. <sighs> But last week we were all like, "Hell yeah, let's get it, brother!" And then this one, it feels like there's a lot more hesitancy on it. Okay, I, I'll say this: two things. One, art, Pepe Larraz, like, come on. And last week, yeah, but I thought the the art was great in this book. Last week, the weight of of everything happening was more significant. The because portrayal, it was the first the, one. the portrayal was there is significance in that alone, but also in the, the art was on that. Even even was hundred like, percent different. Even not death, like like because because we had, we had thought it's like oh it doesn't really matter, but you know Saturnine sort of in, uh, starting her grand scheme, uh, Apocalypse actually being shocked about what is happening. Those are the sorts of things that they carried weight. They they had gravitas to it. You know what I mean? Like this. The, this is the panel <laughs> where Summoner betrayal betrays um the group, and he has this like evil Askerin. I'm telling you, that right there is like all the difference in the art I need to tell you. But in this week, like right there. I, I just last week didn't feel forced. This week it's like they're trying to force it. Well, because it was the first one. I think it's I think it's hard to feel forced when it's the initial like this carries yeah, over you, everything you, from you, that. You might be one. correct, but that doesn't change the fact that it feels forced. Once it's been done before, you know, it it, it May not feel weight, and, and you can't think that this issue carried that weight. I disagree. I think finding out that these people are going to go fight in other world, and after living in a world where you don't fear death, there's suddenly dire consequences to that. that it, I'm not saying that there there aren't some things that are important yeah. in this issue, and that's a, that is basically the only one though. So that's Dawn a pretty big X, one. Dawn of X, one of the big promises was it's a world where you can't use death as a storytelling mechanism to add stakes, like knowing that it'll people will come back eventually. Anyways, this cancels that out hundred percent, which I blame Hickman. I don't necessarily blame this writer. He's got to do that. But like, I feel like all I needed was like, like we're still getting the champs. There's still like, I, I felt the betrayal last time. Whereas this one, I didn't feel a lot. And so when Rockslide got cut in half last issue, I felt that regardless of resurrection or whatever. And to me, I'm still at the same point where I was last issue where like I could I could get rid of this issue and not that much would have changed for me. Like if the champions just showed up and teleported, also they could have just gone through the portal. Like I don't we we closed the portal, but we're gonna teleport there? Like why are we even doing that? Keep the thing closed, problem solved. They didn't choose to close it though. Yes, I know, but I was saying, problem solved. It's closed. Done. Um, the, the, another odd thing is, 
the question of rock slot. He comes back, but not as himself, correct? Right. Would you he say? is an amalgamation of possibilities. Of so, life. but he's still, weird hybrid but he's still of alternate alternate life, right? Sure. Okay, so Polaris just tore him apart and put him as a... No, no, no. She, I think she... No, she, the original used, body. she used the remains of the original. Oh, okay. So that was the original yeah. body. I thought he had put him... Like, okay, so... No, no, no. She didn't go murder new rock slide. And okay, because I, I was, I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, she just took this guy and destroyed Although, him. This is, this is horrific. She just made him into an altar. That it's not interesting enough to make me want to read again, but like the rock slide stuff, I agree with you, Kelsey, was not super clear. But yeah, um, I'll, um, other than that, yeah. Like I said, it felt more like a, a part two. I, I wish they hadn't eaten up an X-Factor to do it. Because I was enjoying where X-Factor was going. But Well, I, I guess we're going to have to see if everything gets eaten for this. You know what I mean? If I think there's a possibility of seeing this as X-Factor that all the books are going to be basically kind of Basically, they're all on hold. And it's just like the Marauders one just features... Kate a little more than well, other characters. I I also have concerns about that from a collecting stand like point of view. It's like if you're buying Marauders trades and or if you're buying X Factor trades and you just randomly have a number four that has nothing to do with anything, and then like a collection, it, it kind of seems stupid. Like, why couldn't this be Ten of Swords X Factor, like number one? Well, instead I mean of being confusing i don't think this is new like this has been going on in comics for decades plus if you'll notice if you go back most of the books have just wrapped up their issue 12 yeah yeah this is one of the few that right. doesn't have a so marauders x-men new mutants all of those x-force have all done a number 12 so those are going to be very clean yeah but collection. i don't feel like x-force cleanly wrapped anything up no, 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 X-Force doesn't, but it's like X-Force, Hellions, and all those are going to be right in the middle of these. Hellions but, is wrapped up. Well, Marauders is kind of wrapped because up. Because, well, and plus Alex is on the other side still, isn't he? Is Alex still? No, no, no every, everybody. I mean, they got through. through. That's right. They got through. Yeah. But it, as far as collection goes, most of those books have wrapped up in their, they're going to have two trades, and then they'll. this will be the, the big book. Also, did you guys see the Untouchable? Like, got out with him. Like, yeah. apparently they rescued him. Well, he's yeah, I think he's, he's, he's just the untouchable. untouchable. I mean, they couldn't touch him, <laughs> God or man. Well, they had him like strapped to some machine or something. I don't know how they did that. I like how but... Apocalypse was going to go off on the healer. <laughs> I don't, wasn't going to. He did. Yeah, he's like, I'm kill healer. <laughs> no, I just, I, I think it's interesting that you think it's a bad thing to bring. The stakes of death. I, I, it's not. I think it's bad it, to bring the stakes. It, it doesn't. Yeah, something feels off with the way they're doing it. That's an amalgamation of. It. You could just say you're killed in other world. It just you, your spirit, your soul, it can't be gotten. Yeah, but this has the opportunity to bring nah, this new is... potential characters in. Yeah. I to me, I, I know, told you it's you it's know, funny it, to think it's here's, here's another thought. Though, with that, Warlock or Cypher get killed on the other side, that brings in something really weird when they try and bring him back. But I guess yeah. they could say, we, we're not going to bring back anyone from Otherworld. They could say that, too. You die in Otherworld, guess what? you got to stay. 
it it's just interesting to me what resonates because you keep talking about the betrayal and the awesome moment that that was and the awesome moment that like Rockslide was getting cut in half but to me both of those like Rockslide for a moment was a big deal and then in the first one I'm like okay but then they just bring him back and then he's not like the impact of that hits in this issue I well, feel like and I know, maybe it's maybe it's the art that's that you've mentioned or whatever but like well, art also, is a big factor for I've me. also mentioned that I'm super disappointed by Summoner being the if he is in fact the one betrayer because it's like well okay like I could have probably thought of spooky dude that's been hiding in the woods for a few months that was the thing for me but I didn't because because it seemed obvious yeah so I don't know it's and the impact is so lessened because it's not like it's an old character that you brought into prominence or something it's the guy who just showed up but like you said we don't know that that's the true betrayal my thought with the rock slide thing though what I was excited for when they first tried to bring him back and it like backfed on Xavier and stuff I thought that summoner playing that game had figured out a way to really damage him to the point where it's like, oh yeah, you can try and bring him back, but this is what happens. You know, when, yeah, when I, I thought I it was more like summoner. Like he figured out it's like I, I can I can cut you so cleanly that this is well, what he, happens. And they you. made Rockslide all dark and I was like, oh we got cut with that black sword thing. And I was like, oh summoner, maybe he like somehow like corrupts you and like takes over you or something but the thing is it's a big deal that he could kill rock slide anyway i don't know how much like rocks you guys know about but like he can't he's unkillable basically yeah because part of his thing is he just breaks and then he just reforms back together he's a rock like he shoots his hands off like a you know a toys r us toy like you know he, he was made to be a toy because he has like rocket hand that he shoots off in a a punch you know what i mean and so you can't you can't kill him because if you blow him up, he's just a rock that breaks and then reforms. So the big deal was that he could be killed, especially in, and so I guess to add further impact to that, that not only can he, can he be killed, but now he can be killed in a world where he can't be brought back. So I think that was Probably the impact of being him. him. Yeah, I mean, that's a new person. Yeah. For all intents and purposes. I, I just don't like that it ruins my understanding. Like, you you were very fine with them, like, spooky magic explaining why it doesn't work. And to me, it's like, okay, you have a backup before that, the way hard drives work. Like, why can't you just put that on a thumb drive and, like, plug it in and, like, reload well, his Because memories? it's not like psychic hard drives, com- like, conform to our understanding of computers. Like, why, well, my thought, why would you expect though, it to work that way? My thought originally was, like, Richter, though. Like, why is... Like, Richter's backup was older. Why was Rockslide's backup not from before Otherworld? Why was he getting backed up from Otherworld? It doesn't doesn't matter when the backup was from. If you die in Otherworld, it resonates through the multiverse or whatever, I guess. But if you die in Otherworld, some sort of dark magic literally breaks the computer. but, But my question is... For some reason. But my question is... Richter, still. So why isn't he backed up immediately? Why? Why don't they have their current memories? Is it? Do they have? Do all the mutants still have a psychic link to their own backups? No, Richter came back through the portal, yes, but, and but, their backup is they, when he's are back. They constantly linked to their backups. Like, are, is it a constant no, link? You're, 
you're not like ref- you're not like refreshing the way. The, yeah. Like, so Word my question is, is how does it ripple back into something that's not connected to you? Wi-Fi, multiverse. Like, what? Why is this? Why are we okay with a dude making eggs I, I, and cloning know, people? And it, we're just... like that science checks out. But <laughs> oh, I heaven forbid multiverse psychic energy resonate. Like, why I, I is that I the just... line we've drawn in the sand? <laughs> this is not my, my line. X-Men. This is my hill. <laughs> But like, why, I, I just don't this. understand why we're like. How come this doesn't work? How come psychic backups I, of human what? souls doesn't work the way I know computers to work? <laughs> I would have been okay if it had just been the one Xavier had on him. Like, okay, he's creating a direct link. There's resonance, whatever. But it also goes to all the other ones. It's like, oh, uh, there's no. Then there's no consequence. Then why even have that be a factor? I don't know. If you could they just regrow the eggs, go, there is no consequence. They're going to bring people back from the dead. Hey, do you like Don of X? Because death hasn't been a thing all through Don of X. Sure. And and we still have Moira timelines on, as an extra layer on top of this. Sure. That, like, still doesn't matter. But, like, I'm just going to say, like, if Don of X was good, we didn't need to bring back death for... I don't, think, I don't think there's any problem with... What Don of X has done is it stopped, in a lot of ways, a long-running trope and i think there's something interesting about that but i I don't think it means that the alternative is inherently uninteresting and i think it's especially if you take an interesting thing away you make it less interesting unless i don't i don't think that's i don't think that's true though because what you're doing is you're exposing a group of people who have been living in a world of utter resurrection and that now death in some ways means even more because you've been living in a world where it just didn't matter and now all of a sudden when it comes back, it's like, what are you going to do? Are people really willing to put themselves on the line for this utopia when it actually means something? Because prior to this, it's really easy to say, yeah, I'll I'll put it all out there. Because if you die, okay, great. You come back. And there are, uh, there are interesting stories you can still tell. Obviously, Don of X has proved that. But I still think there's something interesting to be able to tell about people having to now truly sacrifice or risk for what they've built. Well, let's just say this. Dot, or X factor number four, a decisive issue at the very least amongst the uh, examination crew here. But you know what does have consequences, whether X, X factor does or doesn't? It's a danger room. Alright boys, it's time to play 20 questions. They have 20 guesses. Yes or no guesses to figure out the person, place, thing, idea, concept from the Marvel Universe. Let the guessing begin. Is this a character? No. Is it a place? No. Oh, ah, shit, yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? Yes, it is a place. It's funny because he hesitated before. Well, I had something, and then I forgot that I changed it. Is this place fictional? Yes. Uh, Is this place on the planet Earth? No. Is this a place closely associated with the X-Men? Um... Yes. X 
ish is what I'm writing. Is this place closely uh, um, associated with Excalibur? No. Okay. Is this a location in space? No. Wow. I assume you mean like outer space. space. You mean extraterrestrial. (laughs) Okay. No. Is this location extra dimensional? Um, yeah, I guess I would use that definition. Okay. (laughs) Is this location larger than a city? Uh, yes. Is this location portable? No. Okay. Were you thinking of That's the world? That's Yes. I question that as well. Does this location have a government? No. Well, yes, hypothetically. Like, like it, people, it's governed. No government, comma, Yes. Well, to be fair, like <laughs> everything's governed. Your your house is governed. Somebody's making rules. Um is this location heavily influenced by media relations? No. Okay. <laughs> I like that you're just basically making guesses. You're like, <laughs> I'll scratch one off the list. Let's oh. get the new mojo verse out of here. It's like you're you're playing Guess Who and you're like, does this well, person took out all of Otherworld have a name that rhymes with Ojo Feichel? <laughs> has this location been a part of any of the comics we have read for the purpose of this podcast? Yes. Is it that hole we threw Sabretooth into? Is that really your guess? No, of course not. That's on this planet. I mean, I guess there is no government. Well, but kind of. It's sort of government. It's sort of governed by Sabretooth. (laughs) Government of one. Um, Write that one down, because I'm using this one for next week. Hole we threw Sabretooth in. Is this location specific to a character? Yes. For for um following up on Dane's question of relating to like the fact that like it, for the purposes of Donovex, yes. Okay. Is this location in an alternate timeline? No. We go with a cable-oriented thing. I think we're at fifteen. That is fifteen. It, well, cable it eliminates anything with regards to Moira. Huh. So specific to Dawn of X, it is a location closely associated with a character. It's specific. It's been in these. Has this location been featured in the memos? I can't. I don't know. If I would like it may have I don't know I won't count that against okay. it okay 
So do we want to try and... We only have four questions. I know. Any way you think... You have five. And... The last one didn't count against you. No, I know, but that's... We'd have... Well, we have four and then a guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Associated with X-Men. It's been in the... Issues that we've had. It's extra-dimensional. Is there any way it's just like Arako? Like, is it possibly that easy? Sure. Is is this a central... Is this location a central part of Ten of Swords? Ah, uh, no. Okay. There we go. That seemed like it would be too easy, but I, I'm, I'm willing to lose... If I got beat, I'm not willing to walk out knowing that it was just like <laughs> the, easy, the easiest plot. possible thing. It, right? It's like the character was Wolverine. <laughs> oh, good one. Um, three questions and a guess. Yeah. What What are we missing, Dane? I mean, what? Okay. So, so with the X Men. Yeah. Not. It's. Not in space, not cosmic. Not associated with Excalibur. Not associated with Excalibur. So that knocks out basically Otherworld and Avalon and all that stuff. It's not any of the... It's not the world. Island. It's not Mojoverse. Yeah, it's not Mojoverse, not the world. I wouldn't say it's super associated with the X-Men as much as in an X-Men. That's my, my hint, since I... Okay. That one question is bad. Um, what about like where's where's um, magic's magic come from? Does limbo? It, limbo, yeah. Would be extra dimensional, non space. It is larger than a city, non portable. I, I guess it is technically governed. Yeah, yeah. So Juggernaut was there recently. It's been featured. Uh, it's been actually in issues. So. Is is the X Men that this location is associated with magic? Yes. It, yeah. Ooh. Okay. All right. What does? How many we have left? We have two and a guess. Uh, was Juggernaut recently in this location? Yes. Yeah. Would you consider this a realm governed by magic? From time to time, yes. All right, lock it in. One question left. Oh, it's it's big now. Just lock it in. Limbo. Limbo. <laughs> On the twentieth question. Can you go? Yeah. We... So um, I always try to tie it into this week's issue. I try not to make it too easy, but magic was kind of a. Did you guys feel like that was a reveal? Like 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 not so much a reveal as like a hype page. Like everybody's in the magic right now. Magic's awesome. First champion. I just don't know where she, what, how she knew where to stand. Maybe it doesn't matter which one it is. Maybe not. No, they didn't say no that you. is true. We didn't really talk about that much, and I'm surprised that Quentin didn't take the opportunity because that was a super badass. Oh yeah, to end walking that up. Bam. It was the best part of the issue for me. Was the last page where it's just like magic, like let's do this. It all fucked up. up. And what a what a one liner too that it's like let's show them the finest Krakoan diplomacy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which ties back into those early New Mutants issues where she's like, um, talking about like like I feel like when she was talking to the um, 
the Shi'ar, she would like drop like lines about diplomacy and yeah. wanting to bang things and stuff, and it was just like. <laughs> but yeah, that was really oh. cool, and it seems clear that like, it's the most, well, maybe not the most obvious one from like the riddles or the prophecy or whatever. But I mean, she's the one carrying around a big sword the whole damn time, you know. Dude, it makes me sad that New Mutants the movie wasn't good because in another world where that movie like worked. Ileana is the new Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, I think as far as the comics go, she's... I'm not going to say the new Wolverine. That's a little dramatic. But I, she's, I'm going to say it. I'm okay, going to say it. That's... She's a new mutant. She's in everything. She's in yeah. everything. Okay, do it for 25 years, and then maybe we can compare it. Cable hyped her up. Cable hyped her up. Yeah. I'm, I, like, she is clearly a key piece, and I think it's awesome, and it's deserved, and it's time. I'm just not going to anoint her the new Wolverine yet. She shows up in more issues than anyone else besides Wolverine. No, yes. in the last in the last six months. Yeah, I'll even say before that. I'm not since, anointing her yet. Yeah, I'm with thing. Since Don of X started, she is like way up there. Sure, I would agree with hey, that. She's e- a heavy, important piece. It's easy to shoot for the crown. It's a whole nother thing to take it. <laughs> and she's I would even go so far as to say she's ramping up like there's going to be more which is awesome I'm super excited for it I don't want her to reach a point of Wolverine level and like exhaust me with it all right Marvel I'm gonna say it if you release a magic comic I will go to the comic shop buy the comics in addition to the digital copies I buy do it Marvel <laughs> so do Marvel, it. Marvel will make like Ten bucks instead of five. Sweet. The, the soul swords in your hands. <laughs> I did like the ending bit on this comic, though, with Doug sort of breaking down the prophecy. Yeah. Like, trying to figure out who is who. Because I will be completely honest with you. I'm glad that I waited to take notes to the end of the comic. Normally, I do it the whole way through. Because if I had done it the whole way through, I would have basically written this and then gotten to the end of the book and hated myself for knowing that they already did it for me. I like that some of them were just like, Gorgon's pretty sure this is him. Like, yeah, just like, it's like, Gorgon's pretty sure this one's him. So, yeah. I, it's it's great reading it, not just from like a, okay, this is it, but reading it from the perspective of somebody actually there. Because it's even better that he's like, Gorgon showed up pretty quickly when he heard we were talking about swords. Like, <laughs> Hold on. It, it, quick question. Is Shatterstar an actual mutant or is he an alien? Shatterstar's an alien. You could be an alien mutant, can't you? Can you? I don't know why you couldn't. Have Aren't an X. Like an have an X factor in space. Humans? I don't know. Otherworld somehow invades he's, your he's computer mutant. with a oh, virus. He's mutant. Okay. He's a mutant. So, dude, Shatterstar's literal thing is his like hands are like knives or whatever, like with like all these blades or whatever. Doesn't get to be in ten of swords. Poor guy. So, I mean, don't 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 you put don't you pretend like Shatterstar is the Stor- problem. Storm here. Storm gets to get in there, but Shatterstar no appearance. I, the other thing is, if you notice, the prophecy only lists nine. Silver Samurai. I don't know. Maybe if you count, if Doug and uh, Warlock count as two, I don't know. But the first one is, uh, you know, Ileana. Cable, what are we going through? Number one, number one in your hearts. Doug and Cipher, um, Storm, Wolverine, the Braddocks, 
Well, that's uh, two right there. Did you count them as two? Right. Also, yeah. Gorgon is, and Apocalypse. That's not. Is Edward Braddock a mutant? He's not. No, he's not. They specifically mentioned that in Doug's notes. He says, this sounds like it has to be the Braddock twins, but Brian's not a mutant. Yeah, but he's Edward got Excalibur, doesn't he? Or the well, Sword of uh, Power. It's the Sword of Might. He is Sword, sword of, of might. might, or whatever. Yeah, so there's technically a tenth that the prophecy has not for Did we Did we put Apocalypse in this lineup? Yep, already? Apocalypse. Yeah, it's the last one. we put storm. storm. Yep, Storm's in it. Can we put Wolverine? Wolverine is in it. Cable? Cable's in it. Okay, Who? my guess is it's Cyclops with the sword space station. Well, the one that we don't know... Thank you. <laughs> this is the whole station. The one that we don't know from the... Like, the, the picture that we've seen on the actual tarot card is the one that we had said might be Magneto with the Cerebro Sword. But the Cerebro Sword is not mentioned in the 10 in creation number one. Size Mikhail has it. But it was a part of Prelude, the Tennis Sword, so that makes me think that it has to be... Yeah, like, why would you bring it up if it's not? Yeah, and tag that Prelude of Swords. But you know what would be cool, though, is if it was Sunspot. With some sort of uh, <laughs> sword from the Inhuman people. Bring him back. Bring him back. You are so Do far it. away from speaking my language, trying to bring the Inhumans back. <laughs> no, Sunspot. What you said, Inhumans, didn't you? Oh, not Inhumans. I meant Shiar. Uh, Shiar. I've been I've been okay. getting the wrong words in them. Shiar. All right. Well, that's all we got this week. Sorry for this uh, <laughs> rambling. Uh, we love having you guys. Uh, go ahead and give us a like and subscribe. Uh, until next time, we're out. Later. Hello, fellow Danger Room survivors. This is Dane thanking you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to invite you to join the examination community by checking us out at our website and Twitter. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast and get your suggestions for questions of the week and Marvel 20 questions. You can find us at examination.blogspot.com and on Twitter at examination. That's E-X-A-M-E-N. A-T-I-O-N dot blogspot dot com and at examination spelled the same way. While you're at it, help us grow the community by giving us an Omega Level review wherever you listen to the podcast. See you next week. Hello and welcome to the Examination Podcast, the number one podcast for keeping up with all the goings on at Krakoa. This is season four, episode two. We got a great episode planned for you. I'm going to go ahead and restart. What? It's slurping that thing down. I will say this. Kelsey is right. Technically, if you just keep going, I can fix that. But I think we've. We've lost. No, this you just just, you can, just just cut the just, first I'm minute. <laughs> just cut the first minute and start. I'll throw this at I'll throw this at the end uh, as a blooper reel. <laughs> okay. All right. Three, two, one.